Mina comes out as a seer, a seer. Now, what's a seer? All right, a seer is someone who works with the third eye, who has really a lot of intuition. This is the overarching. Uh, she could see past experiences, past appearances, and she understands the truth in what happened in the past. And she could find the hidden things, those like intentions, motivations, and uh, common elements that bond people, patterns, and principles. She has a keen sense of observation in that sense, but it comes from her gut usually. And she can always connect unrelated things and come up with new ideas. She lives in one world, say she's in Cincinnati, but she is really from many. She can adapt it at, in many different contexts and cultures. She's beyond the idea of a reality and she has something essentially universal about her. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives, as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina. And Roger. And this, this is The, the Real show. show. Yeah, baby. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 51, What is Power and How It Influences Relationships. My name is Roger, and I'm here with my beautiful wife, Nina. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and we are the Head Over Heels Show. We are. September has been a crazy month for us. We are right? celebrating our 24 years together anniversary, 18-year marriage anniversary. And 48th birthday to you. Yeah, my old ass just turned 48. <laughs> Last Tuesday, to be exact. Happy birthday, baby. So we had a lot of family time, a lot of celebrations that happened. Like on my birthday, we went out with the kids and just the whole day was all about family. Nina and I went up to Niagara last weekend for a little mini vacation, but also we went there to meet up some TikTok influencers. Yeah, they're creators. Pretty big, yeah, pretty big TikTok influencers. We went up there to kind of brainstorm with them and learn from them, learn a little bit of, you know, this social media app and what we can do to get in front of more people and enjoy ourselves. Yeah. Too, you know? Every time you do things like this, it's a learning curve. It's a fun for us because you get to spend time away from everything and just be us. But it's also a learning curve, which we love, 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 love. Yeah, and it was good to see some people outside our little phone screens and see what they're really like. Um, you know, Nina and I got a, a really, really nice hotel room with the view of the falls. Took a lot of pictures that are going to be all over our Instagrams. If you want to go check those out. It was a gorgeous weekend. Yeah, Can't we had a lot complain. of fun. Can't it complain. beautiful. It was so busy in Niagara. I enjoyed it. But also, how does it feel to be with me for half of your life? Yeah, half I, of I my really life. I really want to know. Was it the good half? <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the first half was all about like breastfeeding, learning how to walk and talk and that kind of shit. So this is, this is a better half because I knew how to do all that stuff before I met you. That's right. <laughs> Thanks to mama. That's it. Yeah, well, it's amazing. I can't wait to spend the rest of my existence with you because you're not going anywhere. Nope. Just going to stay with me? That's it. <laughs> I'm going lots of places, but you're on my side. That's right. So I wanted to take this moment to thank all of you, our listeners, mm -hmm. amazing listeners from everywhere, from TikTok, from Instagram, from our friends and family, everyone who takes the time to listen for, to our show and take the time to write a quick review. I mean, that is such an amazing thing to do for us and for this podcast. So we love you. We appreciate you. And speaking of your review, today's spotlight review goes to... Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia Van Lowe. 
Olivia, a.k.a. Livy from TikTok. <laughs> Love you, Livy. Olivia said, I shed a tears. This was episode 51 she was talking about, which was... Episode the, 50, you mean? I mean, episode 50, sorry. Which is everything that we talked about in the past 50 episodes with our guests. It was a little you know, snippet of everything that we spoke. So she loved it. And she said she shed a tears. But she also said, Roger and Nina, I love you both. Without even meeting these two amazing humans, I have dove deep into what relationships, healthy relationships truly look like. I can't wait to continue listening. You both are such an inspiration. Aw, that just, just brought, like, my heart just grew just from hearing that. Well, we thank you for all, all the support. You know, like, leaving reviews and, and ratings helps our show. So if we're helping you in any way possible then you know, we ask that you can just pay us back by, by giving us a little review. And sharing it. Yeah, sharing, with sharing, sharing it with people. Yeah, people that you know, that'll benefit from it. People have a great relationship, want to make it better. People have a bad relationship that you think you can help by sharing the show. You know, and if you love it, I'm sure other people love it. And if you hate it, then send it to people that you hate. So that way you can <laughs> put them through the same thing you went through. <laughs> yeah, because listen, we're not going to make everybody happy. Clearly, we can't do that. But- for those of you that need to hear it, we appreciate you and we hope this is helping. And if it is, you know, it takes 20 seconds to leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts and hit subscribe. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, and again, listen to the episodes. Come and see us on Instagram and, and TikTok and Facebook and all that stuff and see that, you know, the way Nina and I live our life is truly the way we depict it in the podcast. Like we're not... We're not putting on a front. I mean, if anybody ever meets us, you'll see that this is how we are. What you see is what time. you get, baby. I mean, of course, we argue and we we have bad days as well, yeah. and we have good days. But we we try to bring out the best in people by giving them our energy, and that's why I always say we wish you what we have. Not because you know uh, I'm bragging or I am bragging because it's a freaking amazing relationship, but because it truly is amazing. Like our happiness is beyond i can't even explain it i can't even put it into words so that's why we call it head over heels to. show you kind of have to because you have a podcast about it right so <laughs> that's why we call it head over heels show because we are extremely and truly infatuated with one another with our kids with our life with our family so we wish that upon you and all the best speaking of all the best today we have this incredible woman on the show, her name is Claudia Mancelli. She's an author, she's a psychologist, and she's a professor. And today she's on the show to talk to us about something called archetypes. Now, I had no idea what this was or what it meant till I spoke to Claudia. And Claudia had requested not to, for us not to mention anything about ourselves to her. Mm -hmm. What she did was she went over, she's a psychic, so she reads your, your energy and your thought, and she did this archetype with Raj and I on the show Please listen to the show because it's amazing. You'll learn so much from her. It was so interesting to know the things that we didn't know about each other yeah. in this way. Enjoy she, the she show. She was kind of spot on with a few things that, uh, that she talked about us. So, I mean, we found it very, very informative and everything. It, hopefully, it'll come across to you guys the same way because she, she was talking about us. I'm sure you would find... Uh, your own to be a lot more interesting than, than ours. So if you I want, know you'll be able to relate to them. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to reach out to her, you definitely can. All our links will be in our bio and she's coming to us all the way from Italy. Italy. <laughs> I know it was incredible. It was, but it was pretty good that the service was amazing. So, yeah. Hey, without further ado, please welcome Claudia Mancelli. Yeah, baby. Well, welcome Claudia to the show. We normally <laughs> introduce our guests before they start, but I don't want to do that. I want you, the <laughs> listeners, who you are. It's and what too you hard, right? It's too hard to introduce me. Really, really all right, all right. You know, all right, I'll do that. I'll, you know, you guys take a break. I'll do the work and then <laughs> then I'll let you do the work. Okay, so my it. name is Claudia Monticelli. You did that. You got that out perfectly. That was really like a pro. You did that really well, Nina. I have a couple of hats. I've got four different hats. All right, I'm a university professor. I'm a, an author, uh, I'm a psychic medium and a voice coach. That's more or less, you know, there are other things, but the prominent ones now that I'm working on, you know, that I'm, that I'm doing. What is interesting, and, and let's say the things that are the most important thing that is, that's going on with me now is that I have a book coming out and it's all about how 
I coach people using archetypes and women, basically. And the book is about coaching women, millennials, really. And uh, we spoke about this and I thought, you know, it would really, really be nice if I could give you an example of archetypal readings and how you could use them. Because, you know, if people have trouble, they go to psychotherapy usually, right? That's the natural or traditional way. And psychotherapy could be as short as one session or as long as who knows, there's, you know, the sky's the limit, but with archetypal readings, you know, if I said to you, boy, you really look like a King Roger, you'd know that it was not that bad. Right. (laughs) But if I said to you, you really look like, um, you're hurting, you look like a pauper, or you look like a, a, a bum, or you look like, you know, it, you'd know that I wouldn't have to do much explaining, right? So the idea is this, that you put the emphasis off of the people. I don't say, well, Roger, what do you do when Nina does that? Or Nina, how do you react when he does that? Instead, we talk about the way these roles, these images that you carry yeah. with you since birth, work and interact between you and with other people in a social environment, a working environment, and things like that. So I thought, since it's a little complex, I thought, well, you know, it would be nice if I could work with you too. And I think that you guys were our game and it's all in jest and I'll be scratching the surface. So nobody should be, uh, you know, walking out of here in tears, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually really intrigued and interested to know. All right. So how do I do this? Usually I get couples or even singles, because maybe one of the two couples will come in and say, look, I'm having so much trouble with, you know, Mr. YK or whatever it is. I don't know what makes him tick. I just can't figure it out. We've been dating forever and all of that. So I have them give me a first name. So with the two first names, I use four different type of archetypal readings. So the first one is your general overall archetypes. Typically, it would be what comes out. People see you and they say, oh, he's like that. She's like that. But when you change the context, that's a general overall. I was just going to say, that's generalization. That's right, right. right. That's not a generalization, but it's a, an overarching archetype that rules you. But then if you get into a couple situation, if you're a partner in a partnership, a business partnership or something like that, it changes in relation to the person that they have in front of them. Because since it's not only you anymore, you're working with with someone else. And so you tiptoe sometimes or you dominate or you become the victim. You know, these are all archetypes as well. All right. So the overarching major influencing archetype. All right. So let's call it the major influencing archetype. I'll work on that first. Then I'll go into what I call, let's see, the couple's archetype. How does that change? If Nina is this and Roger is that, what happens and what what will you be expecting in years to come? Then what you have as an archetype in your pastime, your passions, your hobbies, what you like to do the most, what type of archetype comes out. And then the last one, the last one is transgressions. What archetypes do you have when you transgress? All right. So transgression, let's put a, a definition on that. So transgression is anything that is done usually in the bedroom, outside of the rules. Sometimes you like to press, you know, push the envelope. There's that expression uh, to go beyond the rules. All right. So, so I call that transgression. So are we ready? Absolutely. (laughs) I can't wait. Gentlemen, we are ready. All right. So the overarching archetype, Nina comes out as a seer, a seer. Now what's a seer? All right. A seer is someone who works with the third eye who has really a lot of intuition. This is the overarching. Uh, She could see past experiences, past appearances, and she understands the truth in what happened in the past. And she could find the hidden things, those like intentions, motivations, and uh, common elements that bond people, patterns and principles. She has a keen sense of observation in that sense, but it comes from her gut usually. And she can always connect unrelated things and come up with new ideas. 
She lives in one world, say she's in Cincinnati, but she is really from many. She can adapt in many different contexts and cultures. She's beyond the idea of a reality and she has something essentially universal about her. Now there's, it's not all good. So don't, don't smile, Nina. That So you sort of seek the hidden voices and the hidden stories and things, and you make them emerge. Sometimes you offer advice. Sometimes you offer too much advice and sometimes you shouldn't offer advice, but you do invite other people to come forth. You're inviting and you you generally are positive in the sense that you remind people of their inner power. That's the positive. Let's say your key word is unification. You, know, you unify people. Then we have Roger. Roger comes out as a judge. Now, you all know what judges are, what they do, but judges are not as evil or mean as we think. Judges are comfortable making really big decisions and passing judgment and judgments that affect people or anyone from their own families, international political leaders, scholars, historians, you know, that it's sort of they give their opinion and they pass judgment. And but they do that because they rely on their past experience, on history, on precedent, and any other analysis that they have, just like a judge does. He has to do his homework, right? And you tend to get rid of personal bias, any kind of personal bias or pettiness. You're beyond that. You don't want to go there. And you look for higher issues, higher truths. And the judge and you, Roger, come out as being a combination of being authoritative and humble at the same time, because you're focused on listening to the details while thinking of the meaning of a decision in a larger picture, in a larger scheme of events. Judges generally, they apply lofty ideas to down-to-earth problems. That's like the, the work of a judge. Right. Now, you sometimes you have to remember what I have said before, because they come out after and switch. And it's really interesting. You have a really complex, a really complex relationship and it's unique. And well, let me go on or else I'll, I'll give you the, I don't want to, it's just not a spoiler alert, right? This is so good. I'm just like, so in, in awe of what you're saying. Okay. Now we've got a relationship here when you put these two people together, which is one of the most common in a couple. Now, when I say most common, I base it on a study that I did about three, four months ago. In my YouTube channel, I asked my subscribers, come, you know, bring me the first two names of, you know, the first names of a couple, mother, daughter, anything. And I did this and there were 98 couples. I classified them and the most common was the king and the maiden. Now the king is Roger in this case, and Nina is the maiden. Now for the king, what motivates the king is self-esteem and self-respect. Okay. We get that because he's a king. And, but the maiden is motivated by safety and security. And we get that too, because she's a maiden. He, Roger needs to feel vulnerable in order to change. And sometimes what happens, um, he's able to change when there's a tragic event and that does the trick. And, but the maiden can't help him with that because she doesn't overturn things. She can help him relax and see the beauty of the world, but she's sort of naive sometimes and will only bring out the king in him full force, because she needs to be protected. He's a protector and they get along that way. She is his responsibility and is under his control. Okay. We still get it, but things develop in time. She's very spontaneous. She's adventuresome, you know, and can show them a really good time. If they travel, all right, this is, they need to be on the move. He may not be too demanding with her at first. All right because she's so easygoing, she's innocent, and she won't challenge him. And that's, he doesn't want to challenge. 
what is interesting is that he remains the protector. He's able to protect her from the harsh life outside, in the outside world. But in life, Nina, the maiden, needs to stand on her own two feet. She has to learn how to stand on her own two feet. But the king wants to take care of her, and he's not going to teach her to stand on her own two feet. And she can make him feel young again when he's around her. So that's good. And he enjoys showing her off because she, because she's his possession and he doesn't think she can live without him. And she, but, but, but she's more resourceful than he thinks. And she looks up to him. We know that he's the rock in her life and her personal defender. And now the violins come out, Um, but they clash. They clash if he lets his guard down and isn't there for Nina when she needs him. That becomes a problem. Mm -hmm. After a while, his demands may change and his demands may change her. She will become harsh and jaded. He will be left scratching his head thinking, what happened? What happened to my nice, innocent Nina? (laughs) <laughs> and eventually, eventually, she will learn to stand up to him. If that hasn't happened yet, Roger, you're in for, <laughs> you're in for a you ride. Say, it's funny how you say that I'm a protector or whatever, even if I'm not there. Like, she would get upset if she were to slip and fall, and I'm like 12 feet away from her. That, yeah. I, that I didn't catch her. Like, she would get mad at me. And I'm like, how was I possibly able to? Get there. It's crazy. You're like right on the dot, right on everything so far. And all of this has happened, by the way. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, so I haven't ruffled any feathers. No, no, no. <laughs> you, just for the audience, you. tell your audience we've never met before, right? That's exactly what I was going to okay. say. I've got goosebumps because I've never told you anything about us. We have no yeah. idea how long we've been together. Well, you know, then I'll tell you why I got into this. Yeah. So now we did the overarching one, we did the to as a couple and how that has changed. Now, your hobbies, all right? What what uh, comes out when you are doing something you really, really love? Okay. Right? We have Nina becomes the queen executive. Now, the queen executive is from the royal family type archetype. She can come out as being a CEO, but she's definitely in a manager position in the real world. Her life journey is to learn how to be responsible for the well-being of others. She has to take care of others. She has to manage others and look, you know, look, look for them, look to them and look at their best interests, look out for them, right? She has a challenge, all right? Her unique challenge is to identify the cause or the causes that makes it possible for her to invest her power. She has to invest her power, but she needs a cause. So that's her challenge. She has to have something that is worth fighting for. And the lesson that she has to learn is to understand authentic power and the illusion of power. Okay. That's the difficulty. So the defining grace for Nina, the queen is she has generosity she's extremely generous, but she has a shadow. We all have shadow sides, right? Her shadow side comes out as being sometimes even thinking of compromising her integrity to get what she wants, to get that throne, to keep her throne. That is her universal lesson. Now we have Roger, when he's at his best and thinking of the passionate things that he loves to do, he comes out as the athlete, Now, the athlete, as the archetype, has strong physical expression. Okay, there's an adventurer, an outdoorsman, you know, that or a competitor. That's what the athletes are. The life journey here is to experience life through the power and stamina of the physical body. I mean, I could see you, you know, (laughs) climbing the walls with axe an axe going on. And you have endurance as your defining grace. You're a man who endures. You have an infinite energy. But your lesson here is a universal lesson is to uh, confront the vulnerability of the human body. We are only human and you have to face that. You have to face the limits. The challenge that you have is to respect the strengths 
and the limitations of your body. Now, the last one is the transgressive. Uh, this is a great moment to end. This will have you rolling on the floor. Okay. Um, is this for both of us? Well, yeah, you, you do have two different ones. I mean, transgressions. Okay. When you transgress, all right? It could mean separate or the same, but they, they're unique. They're similar. I'll tell you why. Because, Nina, you come out as being a nun in the bedroom. And, Roger, you come out as being a monk. Now, I'll tell you why. <laughs> 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 all right. Now, all right. So, so we said the nun for Nina, but... There are other similar archetypes. There's like the priest, the priestess, but the priest and the priestess archetype, they have, you know, they're committed to authority. They serve as a spiritual channel of energy for others. And they have rituals such as weddings and funerals and stuff. But the monk and the nun archetype are different in very important ways. First of all, there's no ritual giving here. But there is a spiritual intensity. So in practice, Nina and Roger, they're exactly the same archetype, but with a spin for the male and a spin for the female. And so there's this intense spirituality. There's devotion. There's dedication, persistence. There's wisdom. And it's very highly spiritual when you get under those covers. The archetype is not concerned. It's really not concerned at all with earning a living. But your single-minded devotion to a spiritual unity is, is what you focus on the most. There is a shadow, and this is the glitch here. It will become, you know, the monk tends to withdraw, and he becomes a loner, you know, cuts himself off. And the nun is a recluse. Is the same. She calls, you know, closes herself off. And now I have finished. You may speak. that was just amazing incredible like everything you said about us like individually and together was just (laughs) now we don't you don't have to tell us your secrets (laughs) you don't know nothing about us i mean we've been married for 18 years together 24 years we didn't tell you any of that stuff you just knew roger and nina that's all right right all of this out of us which is amazing incredible (laughs) but all my listeners I think I think, yeah, I think a few things that stood out to me was especially when, the, when you were talking about Nina, you said something like she loves to give advice. Yeah. Um, even when it's not yes, the needed or, or when yeah. she couldn't or something like that. And she gets criticized for that a lot from people. People will get upset imagine. at her before, for, <laughs> for saying something when she's just trying to help. And she's not help. criticizing. She's trying to just give advice, give her. Right. Her it's non-solicited advice. Yeah. Right. I yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. Is I noticed that. I felt that too. I was like, that is true. Exactly what you said. Sometimes I give a little too much when I shouldn't. I don't do it in a sort of bad, negative way. I just really want to help that person out. And I'm like, if you could only do this or that. And I also got really, really in touch with what he said when he said that I live in a different era, different world. I, I do feel that. I, Claudia, I do feel the energy. Yeah, I just want yeah, you to you do, I mean. Yeah, I well, you know, there's another thing that I do, which are soul therapy readings, where I get the origin, the soul origin of, of yeah. you know, the soul, the location, where you come from, which part of the universe, and you may come. I don't know. I didn't look at that, but you may be from a say a parallel universe, and you do feel as if you were, you know, because of that. Could I be, do. yeah, yeah. But then I also. When I meet people or, or, or in general, I have energy. I, I could feel people's energy. And I sometimes I feel like if I tell someone, I, they're going to think I'm crazy. But I really, truly do feel people's energy when they're around me. And I feel if it's good for me or if it's not. I know right away when I see a person. A lot of times I'll give them second chances, even though knowing that. I, don't think that. I do, I do. Because I, feel like, good. I mean, Roger, you got a second chance. Is that right? <laughs> I feel like, okay, I don't think I can ever belong with around to be around this person but i'll give him a second chance when i see them again just to see if i will feel that and yeah, sure yeah. Enough, i feel the same energy all the time with certain people so i don't know am i crazy or am i <laughs> so going back to your question in the beginning you said well how could it work for couples so let's say that you came to me right this is just a partial reading but let's say that 
you start to get a little, you know, from all different sides, four different sides, you start to get a picture of, you see yourself in many ways, you know, maybe not 100%, but a lot of the things that do hit home, all of a sudden you think, ah, yeah, yeah. And so then you start seeing the other person as well. What happens is instead of therapy where you are confronted one to the other, what emerges is who you are. That's the way you are. So it's more of a picture and people get to understand why that person does certain things and why the other one does certain things. And so you become a little more, it's it's a little more delicate. This interaction becomes a little more delicate. And instead of, you know, saying, well, what do you think? What do you think? And how could, what do you say when that happens? You know, because it's sort of pointing the finger when you go through therapy and usually, especially males don't like to go through that process, you know, Uh, couples therapy. And, and so this is a little different, but even on singles, even for yeah, single people, it's, it's incredibly interesting when they, you know, want to find out about somebody who they can't understand. They just don't understand. They don't get it. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. incredible. And now, now going back to my original questions with this being a, a relationship show and, and with all this pandemic causing a huge uh, inflation oh, and divorce. Okay. Sure, like, yeah, you're sure. like crazy people. I, we know a lot of people that have split up and getting divorced because of this Pandemic. Of course, of I course, because they, they they got a lot of more self awareness and they realize where they are in life and they they're not happy with it clearly. So, what do you tell these, these couples? Well, how well, can no, you? I mean, thank couples? God they should know if they want to separate with the, something like this, with a reading like this. Let me give you an, another example. Let's say okay. transgression. All right, sex is very important. I'm one of those persons. You know, you get rid of sex in my life, I'm going to die. I'll, I'll die. I'll just kill myself. So when we talk about transgressions, if a person comes out, let's say a male comes out as a ladies' man, right? right? The female comes out as we'll say the nun, right? Um, they they have this interaction that you know the, the nun has this spiritual side and intensity where he just wants to have another. A person that he could see different roles of. Right. This woman has to be ready to sort of offer up different roles, right? And so when that comes up, they talk honestly and see if, well, maybe we're not doing the right thing. You know, we're not, we're, we shouldn't be doing this. You know, maybe we, maybe let's call it a day, you know, yeah. and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you have to end it. That's it. And that's, you know, that's how I feel. You know, when the time is up, things come to an end and that's life. That's life. I hope I don't offend anyone, but that's my experience. And people need to know that things have a beginning and have an end. And if they go on, it's because it's very much work. And if people don't want to do the work, well, then amen. You know, that's it. You go your way. I'll go mine. But, but do you see it in your profession? Difficult. Do you see other couples coming to you now? How have you been able, been able to help them in your way of? Well, they they ended up the big, the really big challenge is to remain in a relationship, but not live together. If they want to split up, the yeah. idea is to round out the edges and try to keep the communication open. And they become the, the best, the, the best outcomes that I get is when they remain friends because they've known each other for like you have, you know, 20 years, 25 years, 18 years, you're just part of each other's life, no matter what, regardless of the fact of, you know, if, whether you have children or not, you were, there's so many experiences that you've had together that, ah, oh, yeah, Roger, you know, and, and you just think of each other, even if you can't stand each other anymore. It's just detrimental to your health to be together. But you have to realize that when it happens, it's right. not. Well, how, how can this help? Let's say a couple that is, they're not really getting along anymore. They're kind of growing apart a little bit. Yeah. How would knowing this information yeah. help them in any way? Well, let's say I like to use the transgression, the bedroom all the time, because that's when they're together. Right. And the the couples when, you know, King and and the maiden, Uh, because for example, the maiden tends to whine, you know, she's really not a princess. She whines a little bit and she does want protection. And the King would like a queen sometimes. And if they see these two changes and two realities, they can actually like a game because it is like a game, uh, change the role. They switch 
you know, today I'm going to be the queen. You're going to give me responsibilities and I'm going to carry them out. That is, it's like, for example, you use the idea of masks. Let's say a mask. Uh, Masks have been around for centuries, but the mask is like an archetype. You put on the mask, you can take off the mask and you pretend you don't like being the queen. I like being the maiden. I am a maiden. But if you need me today, I will do that. It's a give and take. You know, that is really a give and take. Again, Roger, it's always, of course, if they want to stay together because it takes work and you have to work on it. I like to see it as a game because it's, you know, if something doesn't bring you pleasure, you just can't do it anymore. You know, you just don't want to do it. Right. Um, Right. So, so. But but the idea of king and queen, I mean, male and females. A male could be a queen. I mean, a male could be a maiden. Uh, and a female yes, could be a queen. yes, that has come out as well. Of right. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are a lot. Come out in our relationship a few times. Yeah, uh, well, a lot of people more. switch roles and right. uh, switch roles in bed. They're switches. They're called, but you know, um, and it's not as common as power dimension shifts. If a dom and a servile servant, or a can you remember the word? <laughs> My sub, you know, <laughs> the yes, sub. But so, so there, it's more common the powerful and powerless than right. a and even. There's so many things that you have. I mean, physically, if you have a certain nose, you can't cut your nose off to spite your face. You know, you don't right. want to change your physical makeup. That's the way you are. Well, your nature is the same way. Your characteristics, your personalities. Personality right. is not really the right word, but it's truly you. You. There's an expression in Italian that says, "The good day is seen from the morning." You know, if you wake up, you see the sun shining. You know, it's going to be a good day. When a child is born, you know the way they cry. <laughs> you know right away the kind of kid you're going to get. Right. Them. <laughs> and, and this is it's a lot of work. And I think. But see, you talk about relationships on your show, and I sort of like to extend it uh, to the point of saying, if everything is a relationship, everything, everything, if it's a family relationship, a business relationship, even you talking to yourself, what kind of, you know, how well you know yourself and how well does that mirror reflect times? Can't I make that mirror reflect something different? You know, okay, let me dress up differently and see what I see, literally, you know, and figuratively. But and but it's it's fascinating. You know, it's fascinating when you work with people. The thing is to understand if they want to stay together, they want an excuse to separate. Right. And sometimes they don't know that. Yeah, absolutely. It is really fascinating. And yeah, it is. Speaking of yeah. fascination, I'm so fascinated by you right now with all this knowledge. Now, how did you become the way you are? I mean. Were you born with it? No, I'm serious. Did you have oh, well, the, the, well, the psychic part, well, because this was basically on psychic, you know, this was psychic because I had to find out yours and I used it psychically. But the way I got to working with archetypes is I started working on a book because I'm a, a university professor. So I usually public I publish for the academic world and nobody reads that stuff. I couldn't bear to write another book that nobody would read. So I decided to, you know, publish it in the United States. And it started as women of power, right? And I was studying TV series where women were represented in a certain way, like the uh, TV series Scandal, the TV series Homeland, when Carrie was uh, a CIA operative in the field. And and so I wanted to see how the, the TV series represented it and how it affected viewers because there's a sort of a a reflexive relationship there. And I do it through analysis of the dialogue and and use my analyses that I do. While I was doing that and going to the United States, I had a person that was coaching me. She was telling me, you know, this is not going to work here because the Americans are like this and all that. And I'm half, you know, I'm half American. I grew up there. I know how the Americans are, you know? And she said, look, if you want to talk about a woman and have her see things in a certain way, and I said, of course, I understand. I mean, we have to make people understand what a goddess is. If you're a goddess, you have a certain air about you. You don't have to command power. You are powerful. The queen, Nina, is more, they have, it's hard work because they manage. 
It's it's literally in the workforce. You know, they manage and they have hard work. And so it's through the archetypes that I started weaving my book. The book then was called something like, not something like, it's called The Magic of Pleasure Seeking. Because pleasure is the idea that moves you. You shouldn't be doing things unless it's pleasure. Why should you have to go to work? You have to go to work. You have to earn money. Okay, but why not do it in a pleasant way? If you can't stand your colleague, play a game. Find a game that will make him, you know, get him under your thumb. You've got, it's easy. It's really easy to do that, you know. Same idea would be married. Make sure that you're- <laughs> you're right. Yeah, they get it. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, but it's true. No, but it's, it is true though. If you don't like yeah. something, change it or yeah. do something about it. So there's, some, to- there's a reason why you don't like it. It's right. probably because a lot of you is similar to what you're looking at, you know. That's also- I'm very familiar with that idea. If I don't like something, <laughs> I just- I just wake up with them or I just you know, <laughs> go with them or whatever it is. I just yeah, there was a, but there was an, uh, something uh, other in your question. So that was where the archetypes came out. But you asked me, where did you get this? You know, being yes. a psychic. It started when I was, I, I could remember I was with my dad. We were in church. We were in the United States. It was in New Jersey. It was Patterson, New Jersey. I could remember it was St. Michael's Church. And I was about four. And all of a sudden, it was an afternoon. I started looking. You know how churches, uh, Roman Catholic churches, they have these frescoes. And all of a sudden, I saw spirits moving out of spirits. I saw white things coming yeah. out of the frescoes, you know, and I was in, enthralled. I was looking and my, my father saying, Claudio, Claudio, check, check. In Italian, he's saying, come on, come on. And that was the first time. And then and during the years, I would every now and then the church was about uh, around the corner from our house. I'd go there and just sit when there was nobody there. And literally I would see there was in the this Catholic church, they had an altar. And what I would see was sort of people as if they were on stage walking across, stopping, talking, gesticulating. And it was very clear to me what they were saying, what they were doing. And so what I do is go home and write like one or two line poems for me to fix it in my mind to remember what I had seen. And this went on for a couple of years. And then sometimes I started fainting and, you know, when I was around places like that in church, I was so concentrated that I'd faint. And it took a little while. And it was in my 20s, in my late 20s, when I started realizing that, hey, you know, these things are talking to me. <laughs> you know, these things are talking to me. Who are they? Why are they talking? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So then I started uh, professionally, and um, you know, what I most of my work is doing mediumship, talking to spirits past. People come to me for that, and um, and that's probably the most because not a lot of people do it. People are afraid of it, and right, that's a lot of what I do. Yeah. So in terms of in terms of the archetypes, yeah. How many? Well, I want to ask you something, Roger. Are you an uh, an athlete? Are you really? (laughs) Am I an athlete? No. I I mean, I work out a lot, but I'm not an actual athlete. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Six days a week. So I would say... Yeah, right, he is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. That was his bicep, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying uh, archetypes, and you're naming a few of them. How many are there? Well, there are as many because as time changes, everything it changes. So the word, let's say bag lady, that's an archetype, but bag lady is not understood in other countries. It's understood in the United States. And that exists and it has been existing for say, like since the fifties or sixties, when you did start really seeing people on the street. Yeah. So that's a new one. Then there's the, the adopted child instead of the child, it could be the adopted child. There are as many as you can imagine, as many as you can imagine. I'm trying to think of the anything now that has recently emerged with COVID. Well, there's the victim. We all have victims in ourselves, you know, so that's, that's comes from fear and we all have common archetypes. There are four faces of fear. That's a chapter in my book. There is the, the prostitute, right? The prostitute is similar to one of the archetypes for Nina. It's how much you're willing to compromise your integrity and to get what you want, you know, Mm -hmm. so that, that is 
we all have that, the victim we all have, and then two right. others that I can't remember right now. <laughs> but yeah, there's so many. There are so many. And it, you'll notice that as you do things, say you're on a line in a supermarket, right? Okay. And somebody just keeps coming, cutting in. They just keep cutting in one and then a friend of that person, another one. Then you really start getting pissed off. <laughs> and you start, but instead of getting angry, you start looking at them. You sort of give them a picture of, oh, this is the bully and this is the, the drug addict. This yeah, you is, name you know, them. You name them. Yeah, and you, yeah, you name them. Now. And it becomes very clear what they are and why they're doing that. And you sort of calm down. It works every time, every time. It does. It, I get pissed off when someone cuts me off or someone, you know, yeah. buds in my line. This yeah. guy, the other hand, no. Well, she's a lot more vocal than I am. So. <laughs> We understood that one with the seer archetype, always ready to give her advice. (laughs) So how do I change that if I wanted to change it? Let's say, I mean, I love who I am and what I do and how I operate my life. But let's say if I wanted to change that part of me and be more, I'm very aware I can't control it when it's happening. So there's a, there are a couple of things. It's as if, you know, you can change the color of your lipstick, right? And that's simple. You yeah. just get another color and you really change right. it. And it, but it's the exact same thing when you speak. Because if if you say, let me give you an example. I'm a linguist, I'm a social linguist. That means studying language in context. So you're in uh, with a friend, a close friend, okay? A, cl- a friend who is gaining a little weight, right? And she wants to take you shopping with her because she she just Wants instead of staying home eating chocolate, she wants to go out shopping and you know see what looks good on her. And you then are there in the in the room, changing room, and she asks your advice, and it looks terrible on her. I mean, that's what I say. I say, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But you don't want to say that because it's unsolicited advice. You're there to help her, right? Well, don't you think it would there would be a better way? Let me ask you before I say it. Because there's always a different way. I mean, there are so many hangers out there that you could go pick out for her and say, look, that color doesn't do the right thing for you. Instead of saying she looks like crap, you know? So, you know, there's, you really have to bring out the the shade of your skin with this red, you know, and that's it. And that's, a, there's a positive spin on it. Right. Of course, it's, like you're saying, I don't want, how do I change it? It's not changing it really, because you're still giving her advice. But you're doing it in a way that will only add something to her. You know what I mean? And since she's your best friend, you know her. So you know how much she could take, you know. But it mm-hmm. gets a little trickier when you're with people you really don't know. And but it just- is 100% true because it happened to me. Like recently, a friend of mine was wearing a great bikini. And I thought she looked gorgeous. And I said, and all I said was this, Claudia, that bikini looks gorgeous on you. But if it's only a little smaller, you you. It would make it even better. I know. You could have left that second part out. That made me do it. (laughs) Oh, my God, Claire. She was pissed off at me. She goes, you bring people up, and then you bring them right down. I'm like, but that was not my intention. My intention was literally telling you. I know. Freaking gorgeous. (laughs) What do they say? Hell is, the road to hell is is paved with good intentions, right? Listen to me. She got pissed off, and she didn't talk to me. I'm like, okay. I literally said to you what I thought it was. From the bottom of my heart, I'll tell you the You truth. are funny. I'm never going shopping with you. <laughs> One of those things, if, if you wear a pair of pants, you say, does, does these pants make my ass look big? And she'll say, no, the pants have nothing to do with it. <laughs> no, she wasn't. <wants> <laughs> You're funny. You're but, funny. But I love it. I, I love the fact that I actually I learned this today because I, I knew there was something, but I wasn't sure like which way, because I'm honest. I am so honest. I, I wear my heart on my sleeves. I just say it like it is. And a lot I of times, Roger bites me in the butt, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, I do the same. I put my foot in my mouth all the time, all same the time, here. all the time. And the biggest problem that I have is I never know when to shut up. I never know when to shut up. And that's a, a very big problem, you know? Yeah. So I tried for a couple of months to just wait and not butt in when other people were talking to me and just wait. It's not common for me. I always, it's hard. I have, I have my own show and believe me, I, 
always not to interrupt someone when they're thinking, you know, you don't want to interrupt them, but it, it's very difficult. It's an exercise. You have to try it, you know, mm. without really changing that nose on your face, you know, you can't change. And you wouldn't want to, I'm sure all of your friends know you like you are. I think it's more and, instead of change, she would think, say more, more like she wants to adapt. Yeah. Or adapt or improve, or I can see that. I can yeah, see it, that. It, but, and it's it, all, it's, but I also open adapt to that kind of, there's a certain way I look back in my life and I'm like, there was a certain part of my life that adapted to certain. Oh, sure, certain sure, sure. And I wasn't happy about it. I get that. I get that. I was that. not I happy it. about yeah. it, Claudia. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was not being me. I was right. being somebody right. else just to, yeah. to be in that group. And I hated that. So I tried yeah. to teach my children to be who they are at right. all times. And yeah. the right people, the right friends will gravitate towards that who they are, not who they are being at that moment. That's true. That's true, true. But language, I guess it's a mixture of language and the visual, you know, because it's not always. I really it's, think it's language. I think yeah, it's it language. is language. Yeah, it is language. I, and you really, you know, your, your visual and the, you know, the body language ask, it works a lot as well. It's a game you could play, you know, that you. I'm working on it. I'm playing it. I'll have you on my it. show <laughs> after a few months. I'll have you on my show and you tell me what. Let's do it. Are. Let's do it. <laughs> Speaking of the show, can you please, please tell our listeners where they, where they can find okay. you? Okay. All right. I have um, uh, two websites. Uh, one as an author and voice coach, which is my name, www.claudiamonicelli.com. And the other one is the psychic and uh, soul therapy and all of that is www.christelmartinet.com. Instagram, it's The Magic of Pleasure Seeking, which is the name of my book. And Twitter is Magic of Pleasure. And I can't remember anything else. Oh, yeah, all the rest, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, all the rest will always be Claudia Monicelli, a.k.a. Christelle Martinet, also known as Christelle Martinet. And um, I, I don't like to give my That's phone number out. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened is at one point at the university, I was arguing with anybody. I, I just couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it. And. Because I too, like Nina, I run into situations, I scream and yell, and then I feel better. I had to stop. And so I thought, okay, let me stop. Let me go do something that I could have fun with. And it was, I think it was 214. I started a YouTube channel <laughs> and I started reading cards. My mother used to read cards. Her mother used to read cards. My dad was into, you know, seances and all of that. So it's three generations. And so I started that and it gave me a different you know, it made me have fun and do things that I didn't do at the university. And that's how, so I was Christelle Martinet and I didn't want my students to find me. So I used just my hands and, you know, my voice. And then someone said to me a couple of years ago, come on, you have to go live. And I go, my God, no live, no, <laughs> because I'm so camera shy. And so then I did, okay, then I did it. And then all of my followers, the subscribers, they grew so much. And so that's when I started, you know, doing that. And that's Good. it. You're, you're incredible. Yeah. You're amazing. I love it. <laughs> I love this. Thank oh, you so well. much for being on the show. We'll probably oh, thank you. times over and over again, just so we can yeah. uh, <laughs> to remember yeah. the archetypes. <laughs> well, you guys have a nice day. And thanks a lot for, for hosting so me. I appreciate all it. Tell you. We'll have all your information in our show notes. Thank you again. And Thank have you. a wonderful, wonderful life in, in Italy. Hopefully, yeah. we'll <laughs> oh, I, I'll be coming back. I come back every year, a couple of times. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Sure. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, we have. have.